Rone Geeks proudly presents Marvel's What If Killmonger. The following audio may contain coarse language and other materials that may not be for a younger audience. The opinions expressed in this audio are solely those of the speakers involved. These conversations may contain spoilers for current media such as games, comics, movies, television shows, and more. Grony Geeks makes no claim to ownership of various media discussed, simply the opinions expressed. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, we see you in our Facebook group, 1400 Members Strong. Be sure to join on, answer those questions, and then, once you're one of those 1400, bring yourself on over to this beautiful YouTube page. Hit that subscribe button, it's free. We're at 144. We really need you guys to support. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Be sure to hit that notification bell for all new content so you guys get everything you want, and we spend our time and effort and energy on projects you guys love and enjoy. And with anchor.fm slash Geeks for the audio only content. Without further ado, we got Marvel's What If Killmonger. We have a beautiful three-man panel for Marvel's What If. We got Limbo Tony, the Undead King. Up top, how we doing? Yo. Below me, the man, the myth, the Marvel. Or, for today's episode, the Watcher. We saw that coming. Will Parker, how we doing? Jason Momoa. Not bad, not bad. Shut up, Tony. <laughs> if I position myself just right, you trying to get the bad ears directly over your head. For those who are listening to the audio only version, Tony is just acting up because that's what he does. Without further ado, we have the Killmonger Tony Stark episode. Will, hit me with your thoughts and feelings, quick hits for this episode. About them feelings. Look, I saw this coming and stuff like that. I wanted to see. Of course, you did. I want. I wanted to see how they were going to do it because this is the the main thing was when did he come across Tony and stuff like that? Was it before a certain point or was it after a certain point? Freaking when he did the rescue. So of course, I thought it was kind of some setup. Maybe he'll have some type of armor or stuff like that. But he just you know the drone thing or whatever. But everything was still going in the same direction that I expected it to. The reason being is Killmonger's upbringing did not change. All that stuff stayed the same. So Killmonger's mindset wasn't changed. And so that he was still on that same path. He just went about it a different way. So, yeah, it is what it is. Fellow Marine Tony, hit us with your thoughts and feelings. We heard from one, hear from the other. I will say that I also was like, okay. When I saw it was what if Killmonger saved Tony, I was like, my my again, my first thought was, how the fuck is he over? Why is he over there? What is he doing? How did he get? And then it got explained. I was like, I like the way you did that. I do. And like Will said, he's still the same Killmonger, but for me, I think he's smarter. I think he's a lot more intelligent in this what if than he was in the main MCU. I think they showcase his intelligence a lot more. Yeah. I mean, he was still as calculating, but they showcase his actual technical knowledge a whole lot right. more. And because he outsmarted T'Challa, yeah, easily. And it wasn't. It was like, damn, for real. Because T'Challa is one of the top ten Marvel intellects, period. Out and there. and he couldn't even stand up to Killmonger in this episode. It wasn't even funny how quick Killmonger dispatched of Black Panther. Because he had, I think everything. he knew that if he let him live for any length of time, he was going to be one of those battles. But I honestly, I think if they would have fought Killmonger, still would have beat him. 
Killmonger was exceptionally more calculating, as you were saying. His, his intellect was shown much better. I was very happy that Michael B. Jordan came back once again to voice this character. I know they've had a very, very large amount of characters come back. I think Scarlett Johansson's like the main one who decided not to come back for various reasons, well, I mean, other than Chris Evans. So I think I think those two are the main Hansen. two. So at the same time, I love what they've done. I really, really enjoyed this episode. Uh, I thought this was one of the stronger ones. It wasn't a big stretch for anything. It seemed like everything just fit directly in place as it should have throughout. And I will say that I love how they got rid of Obadiah because that would have been Killmonger's main adversary for Tony. Oh, yeah. And he dispatched him quickly. Right off the minute he, The minute he got on the microphone, let me show you something. I was like, oh, shit, for real? That's what we doing now? Because like, he's like, okay, he seems like a good guy. He seems like a... Oh. And then he's like, okay, he's a good guy. He's a good... Okay, so I really need to, now, to, to fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, what the hell am I doing, fool me the third time. Okay, I see this coming. I, I will say I didn't expect him fucking up Tony, though. Well, and I was looking at that, so at that freaking, I believe freaking Tony could have won that fight, freaking had the robot not tossed him to the side. Like, it had Killmonger, like, you had him right there. You just had to crush him. It's done, it's over with. Yep. But freaking, you know, I and I don't know if this is more Tony or more like it's based off of freaking Killmonger, but Killmonger freaking in here said that he shows that he doesn't really like to play with his food. He gets right to the point. So if this thing was mimicking Killmonger, then that robot should have got right to the point and dispatched Killmonger once it had a hold of him. But Correct. it didn't. So that's freaking I think that's where more of Tony's influence came in on the robot. And so that because Tony is a bragger. He wants to you know, showcase and stuff like that. He's got the anime so fact, villain syndrome where he'll, I'll tell yeah. you my whole plan as it's unfolding. That's any any villain, any Bond villain will do that. Yeah, that's so, all freaking, so that's game. what it came down to. And, you know, man, you know, he got got. Now, of course, um, where he got stabbed and stuff like that, freaking, yeah, I wouldn't call it, it, it was, it was a, I don't know if it was an instant death or he passed out and died after or whatever. He, yeah, I don't really yeah, know. That, that, that wasn't a fatal yeah, it wasn't a fatal blow. Somebody. You had so, to be a little bit over further. He hit him more in the shoulder. Blade, shoulder, which... like he probably would have had no arm. But, but yeah, I mean the the point was still made, so I understand. I get it. I know where they're going with it. So, all right, Tony, hit now, with we'll... your highlight scene. I know you. I know you want to talk about it. My highlight. Let me tell you something. You know, I like just shenanigans. My highlight was Shuri being a smart ass. I loved everything <laughs> about Shuri's character, especially her being so young. She reminded me of Ironheart. But just her attitude was like, I don't like you. Who are you? No, we shouldn't trust this. And then even though, even during the battles where she made it seem like she trusted him, she still didn't. And she still did her homework. And then how she ended up hacking in, hacking into all of Tony Stark's stuff and said, oh, it was easy. And then sitting down with Pepper Potts, I'm like, hey, let's do this. That right there put closure on this episode for me. Which I didn't get in the goddamn zombie episode. I don't care what y'all say. You are a huge fan of that <laughs> So that right there, that lets me know what I can look forward to when all this wraps. They're going to close that because now they have a point where they can close where zombies is still too open. 
Grony Geeks, if you aren't aware, Tony absolutely loves closure, so if you just want to piss him off, just tell him a, the first half of the story. Don't give him the it second will, half oh because his ADD Don't and ADHD will just go off on a tangent. And, and then I have to make up my own. Make I'll make up my own story. I will. He'd love to spin a tale. Will, I believe you have a tale from this episode, like a scene that you'd he love got to a tale, period. regale with us. Uh, which I'm so with that. Um, I mean, Killmonger was doing his thing and stuff like that, freaking. And I love the the callback references and stuff like that to the the dispatching of everyone. So like that the same sonic freaking you know ray that was used to incapacitate Tony and the the Ten Rings guys and stuff like that that Stain used was the same thing because again the callback to. Wakanda and stuff like that, freaking where he was fighting with Killmonger and it's like use the train. It's like I love that freaking callback and stuff like that. Yeah. I love that freaking there was no remorse and stuff like that. The same thing that freaking uh Killmonger was trying to stop or he was growing up around, which is a lot of the, the black on black freaking crime and all that kind of stuff. He turned around and did the same thing. He just killed Black Panther and War Machine in one fell swoop. It's like that. So one of the things that he was against freaking, you know, throughout the MCU and stuff like that. And he was trying to better, you know, the the black community and stuff like that. And he turned around, he's doing the same shit. So it was like, he's a product of the very thing he's trying to stop. But again, I understand where he's coming from as far as there's got to be, you got to make sacrifices. And yep. he had a greater goal for making those sacrifices. So I was like, I understand it, but it's still, he's still hypocritical to, to that point. So, that, so I'm like, eh. Um, but no, he, he just, he was taking out everybody. Like there was no slowdown for him. And I think that's the biggest thing that I enjoyed about this episode. It's just, he, he literally was Killmonger for a reason and he did not stop. It's like every move he did had an end game to that move. Nothing was wasted that I love. This shit was thought out far in advance. You fully used the range that the cast provided because they had a lot of great people on for this episode. And Killmonger was that dude this entire episode. There was not a moment where he had a mental lapse or a break in his plan or a break in his character. Everything went swimmingly. The only time like he even looked like there was like a little bit of a surprise was when Tony tried turning on him and he's like, Tony, I like you, bro, but you gotta go. You gotta go, man. It's like if you're gonna stand between me and my plan, this is it. Nice knowing you, but this is business. And as Will was saying, yeah, there was a bit of hypocrisy to him, but at the same time, like, I, the last but, thing you want to do is leave Black Panther out there running around to foil your plan because T'Challa would not have been on that. Rhodey, I don't know what he would have done, honestly. Rhodey would have been on it he would have been useless. But like, let me let me let me speak on that. Why I think he actually did that. It's it's called acceptable losses, and Will will be familiar with that. He, you have to sacrifice some to get the end game that you want. So in his mind, if he has to sacrifice, even though he's, you know, black power and, you know, for strengthening the black community, if he has to sacrifice some for the many, he's willing to do that. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. So that's, I think that's, that's the mindset I think he was in because like, like Brent was saying, if Rhodey or T'Challa is still alive, none, none of his plans are going to work. You got to remember, it's a double-edged sword. Tony was still alive at this point, so with that, so what he did was him killing freaking Rhodey, and so with that, and but like first off, 
you you gain entrance to the only person who can stop you from getting into Wakanda's with that. You take him yep. out. Secondly, you freaking you kill Rhodius with that, which means first off you cripple freaking Iron Man because that's his best friend. So you crippled him and stuff yep. like that. And then because you dealt a blow to the U.S. military and stuff like that, and it looks like that freaking that guy who was under liaison from Stark, who's also his best friend, now the military is looking at freaking Tony like, hey, what the fuck? And now he just pitted what would have been Wakanda's, you know, best enemy and stuff like that against Tony and then used them to ally with to destroy them from the inside by taking all the product and stuff that he had them create. So it was all manipulation throughout the entire thing. It was complete manipulation and stuff like that. And he walked out of there still nobody really the wiser except Shuri and freaking Pepper. So, I mean, it, it, and, he was playing chess. Everyone else was just playing checkers. I, and honestly, I don't think, I think Pepper had an idea, but she wasn't sure. Her and she Happy had a, she were, had a gut. Yeah, her gut and Happy had a little like, mm, but I think Shuri full on knew, hey, yeah. this ain't right. I mean, she's one of the brightest intellects in Marvel for a reason, so she wasn't going to get duped that easily and just, hey, I've never seen you before. We're all of a sudden just going to hand you the keys to Wakanda? Yeah. Yeah, why, why are we trusting this guy? I don't care mm-hmm. if he is a Wakanda. Why are we trusting this guy? Yeah. It's like he immediately has a seat of power. Of He's like in charge of our army like overnight. Right, I, and I think most of us here would, would be kind of hesitant to be like, I don't trust you. Nah, I don't, I don't know you like that. Yeah, you got to put in the trust, you got to put in the hours, you got to put in the consistent work effort. I mean, and there was just yeah, pr- too many I variables. appreciate you out here fighting side by side with me. I appreciate that. It don't take more than that, though, because mm. you out here protecting your ass, too. You ain't protecting, you You know. I appreciate you fighting, but no, I, some kind of still ain't right. And I definitely got to give, like, a shout-out to Andy Circus for coming back, bringing back Ulysses Claw. I have to always constantly throw out shout-outs for my Lord of the Rings characters that have you mean the token once, white ag- guy? once again transcended everything. <laughs> you, mean the, you mean the token white guy that broke into Wakanda, came in no, the Wakanda home? It's, no, no, no. It's the token it. white guy. You that's what it. they were. That's I, what I they know were the pun. Them. I'm just not acknowledging it because that's a boo. No, you will acknowledge it. That. You will acknowledge it because that's like the greatest pun I heard when that when it first came out. I'm like that shit is hilarious it's like because it's guy. true. It was both of them. They both were there. Token white guys. JR Token, shout out to you, author of Lord of the Rings. Thank you for your works. Your grandson is writing more books, so I, I'll have more stuff to throw more money away on. So. Thanks for that. I have more stuff to go find, God watch. But anything else that I we really need to talk to about this ignore. episode? Or did you say you have more stuff to ignore? How yeah, carry on. So anyway, uh yeah, we got Thor coming up next. Uh, I think Party Thor. What if Thor was the only child? That's about that. Swerve. So, yeah, we so swerve. we could we see what's going on. So with that, um again, like I said, I'm curious. Like I'm I'm already confident that freaking they're gonna finish out this this season strong, so with that, I want to say I think it was slated for nine episodes. It could be up to 11, and so with that, and I'm pretty confident that they got a season two because they can what if the shit out of everything. It's so many forward. what ifs, it don't matter. Yeah. But I got a question. You think the Marvel zombies are going to be the main big bad in the final two episodes? If they connect I think, everything I, I, in the interconnected universe somehow. Yeah, you, you think, I, I don't, remember, in the book, they do travel to multiverse. That is I, the book, and the MCU has been very upfront that they are different. So this is still I, I, a what I, if. This is still a what if. It's still a what if. So that I think it's a. I think it's a good problem. I want to say it's a. 
it's a 50-50 probability that they could still be the big bad and stuff like that. Um, that tentacle monster think, that showed up for like three episodes, though. I'm just saying but you, there's a chance for that. I'm saying you got to think of what can you got to take everything that you've seen so far because you got to still remember we still got dark doctor strange out there but yeah. now he's rem, he's remorseful so he might actually flip back yeah it's possible he'll still he'll still have his power but now he's regretting his decision on what he did and he has greater so, power than he had as you know regular doctor. as regular doctor so now he's more powerful so you think if he reverts back to the good side and now the zombies start to invade reality Everybody's gonna have to band together, and that's where for you see Thanos. He has all but one stone, so that so moving them. Which is where? Where's the, time, the last stone? And so that yeah. So, so we have this we episode, have and we have the uh, Gamora episode. Oh, yes. Fucking space on Yeah. So Almost we got something with. Again. Yeah, we got something with the Sakar. Uh, so I want to see what's going on with Sakar and freaking the Grandmaster and stuff like that. So yeah, there's there's stuff happening. So we are gonna see. Just let it play out for now. We're gonna see. And I don't think there's really much else for us to discuss. So, Grony Geeks, be sure to hit that like button. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Ring that little notification bell so you get notified anytime we do anything else on the Grown A Geeks YouTube page. And be sure to check us out at Anchor.fm/slash Grown A Geeks for Brent just running hosts and keeping things semi-organized because you know how we do. We got up top Limbo Tony, the Undead King, who's just ready for his holla. Down below, man, the myth, the marvel, Wolf Harper. Thank you, gentlemen, for coming on and joining us. Buster. And without any further ado, hit it, Tony. Thank you for listening to Grown Geeks on your preferred streaming service. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and YouTube, both under Grown Geeks.